Catch Sports Daily every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Mobile joins us on the line. Good morning, Mobile. How you doing? Good morning, Edu. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. I like the wet, cold weather, so I'm in a very good mood today. I'm in a very good hey. Yeah. No, we're not in the same boat, hey? I see, <laughs> see, you want the sun to shine, and I understand it. You're part of the SA20, so definitely you want the action to continue. You want to see the semis today, yeah? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't, I don't like rain on days like this. Yeah. When, let's talk about um, tourism, right? The Department of Tourism last week came out and said that they want to inject money into Tottenham Hotspur, have the um, Visit South Africa on the shirt, something that we've seen being done in the past. And if you look at it from a diff- the other side of the coin, it actually kind of makes sense. It's just that the timing is wrong when you look at South Africa. But for instance, I want you to make the comparison possibly... It's not as big, but the SA20 and how much revenue the SA20 has bought in and just how much um, money we can generate from sport and tourism. Yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one to to, to state roughly how much SA20 has brought in because, um, I mean, for one, the tournament is still ongoing. They haven't released any financial results yet. But um, I can tell you now from our own research, um, the the viewership numbers have all gone up, um, and the um, the, sponsors, uh, the sponsorships have all gone up as well. Um, so if you look across the board, SA20 has brought in um, more sponsorships than, than the Domestic Cricket League, um, and all the teams are, are, are sponsored already. Um, and there's, there's a lot of viewership um, across the world, India, Australia, the UK. There's deals with, with broadcasters in all of these countries. Um, and there hasn't been a, a large traveling contingent of people coming from, from those other countries to come and watch SA20, but it's year one, uh, and there's a big possibility that next year we'll have some people coming down to tra- uh, to watch. So, yeah, in, in, in short, to answer your question, yes, uh, tourism is a big reven- uh, generator of revenue. I'm currently... Um, Building a thread which will go out in probably the next two hours or so on the SA tourism debacle and exactly what happened, what the full details of the deal are. But it is a big revenue generator. Um, you know, the pounds and the dollars of this world, when people come into the country, that money is worth a lot more to us um, than people leaving the country and going to other countries. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And, you know, we had a conversation in the wake of all that controversy and, and all the furore last week um, about th- this deal with Tottenham Hotspurs. And, you know, it was Ben Karpinski who we spoke to who simply said, you know, we need to spend money to make money, you know. And I think mm-hmm. the only big issue was the fact that the communication wasn't good. You know, this thing came out as an expose as opposed to government coming and saying, these are our plans and this is what we would like to do and hopefully what we want to achieve. I think that would have gone a long way in terms of uh, quieting some of the noise that was made last week when we heard via the Maverick, yeah, uh, that something of this nature was being planned. Just quickly, uh, before we move on to to what's happening in Manchester City, um, Mobile, where are you at in terms of this deal? I mean, being the finance guy, what's your feeling about it? Are you for, are you against, uh, given the climate right now of things in South Africa? What's your, where's your mind at? Yeah, so I took some time out to, to purposely not speak on this because I didn't have enough information. I didn't know exactly what was in the deal. Um, um, now that I do know what's, what's in the deal, I've had a look at the SA Tourism, um, that, that, that proposal that, that, that was 
signed and the full details of what exactly is entailed in the deal, how many players will have access to, et cetera, et cetera. I think that the deal would have been okay if it wasn't as one as expensive as it is. It's about 40% higher than the, than, than the Arsenal visit Rwanda cost and the PSG visit Rwanda cost. So on a like-to-like basis in comparison to other deals, it's, it's, it's expensive. Um, because it's over three years, it's not over four years, where the other deals are over four years. That's one. And then two, if we had um, a little bit more control or a better way to leverage the deal, and I say this because I've now found out that the visit, the SA Tourism branding won't be on the on the match day shirts for year one. They would only be on the on on the training kit in year one, and there would be branding in in the stadium and on and on billboards. But that branding would only exist in year two, and the price for year two is eighteen million pounds, um, which is quite high. Um, so, I, in my opinion, I think it's expensive, and I and I'm, I'm I don't like the way that it's structured in terms of the way that we would leverage the deal. And knowing our government, right, they're possibly not going to consult many people. They will do what the they want to possible, do, yeah. to understand. Um, and and I, I think, as, as Tanaka said, I, I personally, and I think we as a show also just feel like the timing is wrong. But now that you've also said that it's a bit too expensive, when we consider the financial status that the country is currently in, we could agree with you. Let's talk about Manchester City. Um, a period of 2009 to the 2010 season and 2017 to 2018 season. Um, that's when they breached the financial fair play rules. However, they come out and they say that they don't understand what this is all about. It's a surprise to them. Yeah, so Manchester City would say that because let's remember that they've been charged for, for the same breaches by UEFA before. Uh, UEFA found them guilty and and banned them from UEFA uh, from European football for two years. They took that on appeal to the Federation for Sport, and they won the appeal, and the ban was overturned. However, at that time, the Court of Arbitration for Sport has a limit in terms of the time which they can go back and review cases. So there was a limit, and the Court of Arbitration for Sport could not legally go back and investigate everything. They could only investigate um, things up up until a certain point. So in the judgment that was given, they stated that we could either not investigate or some of these allegations were unfounded. They still fined Manchester City 10 million euros. Now let's take that context into what, what is going on now. Manchester City have now been charged by the by the Football Association in England and ratified over 100 charges, as about 106 charges. And the, the FA in England does have doesn't have a time limitation; they can go back as far as they want. And they are going back to 2009 um, up until the present day, and that's basically what's going on now. Yeah, now. <laughs> It's it's a tricky one. Uh, Manchester City have their backs against the wall. I know a lot of people have kind of uh, tried to make sense of of some of these financial fair play uh, sanctions potentially or wrongdoings on on the part of Manchester City. What what stood out to you? I mean, there's a lot of charges, almost 100 charges uh, that have been leveled against Manchester City within that period. I'm not sure if you've been able to look at all 100, uh, but which of them stood out uh, when you read them? Yeah, so I've, I've, I've simplified it for you. There's essentially four sets of charges mm, okay. um, out, of, out of the 100. 
we don't need to look at all the hundred. It's just it's four sets. The first relates to their overall financial statements and them um, uh, essentially falsifying the the value of the sponsorship that they've received. There was some investigations recently where one of the sponsors essentially worked out of a post box in London and didn't have a physical office, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's what that's what set number one relates to. The set number two relates to inflating the salary of their manager, Roberto Mancini, at the time by paying him through a subsidiary. So essentially, they were paying him double. What, he, what at the time he was doing is that he was going and doing consultations for a, a club called Al Jazeera in the UAE, and they were paying him the same amount that he was being paid as Manchester City boss for four days' work with Al Jazeera in a year. The third relates to their license requirements in order to play in Europe. Now, this is also affected by, by charge number one. In your, in your license requirements to play in Europe, um, the FA has to receive submissions from the club and the club has to, sh- to show that they are, they are financially compliant with financial fair play, et cetera, et cetera. And because they're being charged now for, for being non-compliant financially, they are also now going to, to comply with license requirements in order to play in Europe. And then the last one is their failure to cooperate in their investigation over the last five years. Um, and that will, that goes up to the current day. Um, let's remember that this investigation started five years ago when a Portuguese hacker hacked the club's um, accounts and other accounts of other teams in Europe. And, it, and there was a dossier released called Football Leaks. That was released to a German newspaper called Der Spiegel. Um, and then UEFA started investigating. At, at the same time, the Premier League also started investigating. So those are the four sets of charges. And yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a much easier way to understand it than to, than to go talking about 100 charges. Now, with so many charges on the table, one would ask what sanction is worthy of Manchester City to receive? Yeah, so this is a bit of a difficult one because in the Premier League handbook, there isn't, this is unprecedented, there isn't really a sanction specific to this. But there is a body that's been set up to investigate this and to, to see it through. That body has ultimate power. They can decide essentially what, whatever they want. And those sanctions, I've seen some, some, some pretty scandalous ones which say Manchester City could be kicked out of English football in totality, et cetera, et cetera. All of those things are hypothetical. There's no one who knows exactly what, what, what the sanction could be. Obviously, there's, there's things such as points deductions, um, you know, relegation from the, from, from the premiership to division uh, to et cetera, et cetera. But we don't know because this, uh, this has never happened before. They don't have a rule book for this. Um, and essentially, they're going to create one based on this uh, current situation. Yeah, I know a lot of fans have been uh, kind of putting together alternative Premier League winners in terms of teams that finished second place to Manchester City in, in <laughs> the league. Stripping them away yeah, of the title. Them of those titles. I mean, I don't suppose this is the, the way or this is a verdict that, or this is the sanction that the courts will, will probably yeah. go for. This wouldn't make sense to me, honestly. It would uh, be very difficult for them would to be. do something yeah, like yeah. that. It would yeah. be. It would be. I but, mean, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want that anyway. To 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 have Liverpool be what out of the six available to have one two, but <laughs> given to it would just be very strange. Um, but most likely, of course, is potentially um, a points deduction 
this season. Currently, we can't afford that. Um, yeah, possibly. It's, it's possibly on the cards. But we speculate, yeah? We, we will speculate because, to your point, we don't know too much about... There's never been the, a case the, like this before. The other issue is that the timing of this isn't, isn't ideal. I was um, about to ask it, you. It would, take, it would take a lot of time. For, well, there, there's two elements to this timing issue. First and foremost, it will take a lot of time for us to get to a conclusion. So mm. we don't know when the conclusion will come. I don't, personally, I don't think it will, it will come in the next two months. I think it will ta- take at least six months for us to get a conclusion yeah. to this issue. That's number one. And then the second one is that in, in parallel, at the same time, the British government has been calling for a private body to regulate football in England because they feel like football is completely unregulated. These clubs do what they want. Now, the Premier League doing this is essentially them saying, look, we can manage ourselves. Look, we're doing the best we can and we're taking the biggest club, the, the club that has won six titles, um, and the current Premier League champions, we're taking them to task and we might relegate them. So we are able to manage ourselves. Um, so if, if that's an indirect response to what the British government is saying, then it's a very interesting case. But, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to have any sort of resolution to this anytime soon. But also, and I think just in closing, does this not um, kind of like show what... what um, uh, Lack of accountability when it comes to UEFA. I mean, it's taken so long. We're going back to the, what, 2007-2008 season. We're in the 2023-24 season. Um, in terms of them handling issues like this and them not handling issues when they happen at hand. Yeah, so this is the problem, is that um, because it's two separate processes, UEFA already tried to handle this in Manchester City 1. But mm. UEFA are very, very limited in terms of what they can do to domestic teams. Right. Mm. Whereas with this one in particular, the English FA have been investigating since the allegations came out. And as you, you rightly say, it's been almost five years since the allegations first came out, which is a long time and it shouldn't take that long. Mm. But you would then have to say that after all of this investigation and coming up with 100 charges, they must be very, very confident that they can get a conviction against Manchester City. And let's not forget that UEFA already found Manchester City guilty. They only got, uh, you know, the appeal overturned by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they found guilty and fined by the Premier League and then Manchester City tries again to go to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which would be very difficult for them this time because the Court, the court of Arbitration for Sport, based on the fact that this is a case by the Premier League and the Premier League can go back as far as they want, would have access to all of the data that Manchester City um, um, could hide in the in the last um, you know instance that they were there. I personally think that Manchester City will probably be found guilty here, um, but let's let's see. I'm not a lawyer, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah, and if they do, it would it, to your to your point. Very interesting. And Mobile, listen, we wait and see. Time will tell. Uh, and of course, as we know more, we'll have you on the phone lines, kind of expound on those matters. Thank you so much. Yeah. Not a problem. Thank you so much right. for having me. Cheerio. That's uh, Mobile and Lovo. on the phone line with us from Cash and Sport. Sports Daily, every Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m.